You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Have a good day. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Fairy Tale Mysteries, classic tales told in a whole new way, featuring Detective Betsy Hardup, the toughest private eye in Fairy Tale City. When Fairy Tale and nursery rhyme characters can't take their problems to the police, they come to her. There is a fog rolling in on the city. You feel a shiver of danger blowing on the breeze. And the stories that it tells aren't pretty. They're gritty. No pity but witty. They're the fairy tale mysteries. As you may recall last time, Betsy had tried to knock on the door of a salty old witch when she let out a sharp cry, and then the episode ended. And we've been waiting to find out what has happened ever since. Could it have been a trap set by the wolf and his gang? Or maybe by the witch herself? Or could it have been some sort of natural disaster, like a sinkhole or a falling tree? I mean, the possibilities are endless. Will Betsy be all right? Can she continue her detective work? I suppose the best way to find out is for me to stop talking and get back to the action. I'd hit bottom. Twice. I stood up at the bottom of the pit while rubbing my own. Fortunately, the first wasn't too deep and the second wasn't hurt badly. Although, I'd have to be careful sitting down for the next day or two. The unwelcome man had broken my fall. I looked up to see I was about six feet under. How ironic. I was gonna need help to get out. Fortunately, I heard footsteps. Aha! Caught you! What the heck was that? Who are you? Not so fast, my pretty. What are you doing snooping around my house? I wasn't snooping. I just walked up to the door to knock. And fell right into my trap. (laughs) That'll teach you. Yeah. Guess I learned my lesson. Are you Camilla Crow? No. Yes. Maybe. Why do you want to know? I'm Betsy Hardup. I'm a private dick. I have some questions for you about your sister. I'm looking into her death. Are you some kind of philosopher? If you look into death long enough, death looks into you. Uh, what? I mean, I'm trying to find out how she died and why. I can tell you why she died. Really? Oh, great. This could save me a lot of time and trouble. She died because it was her time. All of our days are numbered, young lady. Delilah's just ran out, as will everyone sooner or later. Mine and yours, too. Aren't you a little beam of sunshine? Listen, can you help me out of here? I think we could have a better conversation if I weren't looking up your nose the whole time. Well, all right. You seem pretty harmless. I'll get the ladder. Thanks. Here, climb up. Got it. Here we go. Ow! (laughs) Watch that third step. It's broken. I noticed. You should get that fixed. Why would I do that? I broke it in the first place. If anyone steals my ladder, they'll regret it. Now, dust yourself off and come inside. 
She was a vindictive witch, that was certain. We stepped through the doorway into a dark, dusty hovel. If Delilah's place was homey and welcoming, this place was the opposite. Cobwebs hung from the rafters, and there were shelves of potions and powders at the back of the room. A large stone fireplace in the back had a mantelpiece covered with bottles of all shapes and sizes. The furniture was what you might call last century shabby. Kind of like shabby chic, only without the chic. There was a large table in the middle of the room covered with charts showing planets and stars. Come into the living room, but don't touch anything. You can sit on the sofa, but don't put your arm on the armrest and don't lean back. Maybe I'll just stand. What's with the charts on the table? They show me trouble coming my way. I need to be ready. For what? You expecting trouble? I'm always expecting trouble, and I am never disappointed. I can see how that would be. So, what can you tell me about your sister? My sister was a fool. I won't make the same mistake she did. And what mistake was that? Delilah tried to help people. So she was nice. I didn't say that. I said she tried to help people. The thing is, you can't help anyone else. You help one person and they depend on you and they stop helping themselves. Delilah could never see that. How did she try to help? She gave them things. Money, food, clothing. It was all a mistake. I'm pretty sure that most people need those things. Where'd she get the dough? My sister was very good at convincing people to donate. They thought they were helping, too. Fools! Here's a flyer for something called the Gingerbread Halfway House. I found it at Delilah's place. Was that her charity? That was what got her killed. What? How? My chart here reveals all. That stupid building was her downfall. Her doom! Your chart told you that. Oh, sure. You think I'm crazy, don't you? Just a crazy old lady with her potions and papers. Shows how much you know. Come, look at this map, but don't lean on the table. Sure, sure. Uh, looks like a star chart. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A zodiac. Oh, it's more than that. Our destiny is written here. I could see Delilah's fate before it happened, just as I can see yours. You're talking like our future's already written. Like we're all just characters in some story somebody wrote. We're just reading the lines they laid out exactly. for Exactly! You are a philosopher after all. Let's take a closer look at the charts here. See what they say. You're an earth sign. Capricorn, I believe. Hmm, let's see. Oh, dear. Mercury in retrograde. Oh, it's always in retrograde. What else? <gasps> By Jupiter! What? Did you find something about me? Is that a black hole? No, that's a stain. Right by Jupiter. I'll have to wipe that up. I won't be a moment. I took a closer look around the room, being careful not to touch anything. I wasn't sure how many booby traps Camilla had set, and I didn't want to be the booby again. I checked out the heap of ashes in the fireplace. It obviously had not been swept in quite some time. I reached for a broom and a dustpan automatically until I saw what appeared to be a stack of envelopes, or what was left of them. I checked the envelope I found at Delilah's place. It was a match. An impressive fireplace, isn't it? 
I can tell you're interested. You like fireplaces? I have some experience with them, yes. You might want to sweep this one out more often. Just my professional opinion, but I guess it matches your decor. Oh, it's fine as it is. I'm far too busy for things like that. Sure, but when you let the ashes pile up, things you want to burn get left behind. Like these envelopes. They look a lot like this one here. I found this at Delilah's house. It's a letter blackmailing one of the seven dwarves. Did you get those envelopes from your sister's place? I told you my sister was good at convincing people. She gave me those and told me to put them somewhere where nobody could read them. So you burned them. Nobody could read them now, right? You can't outsmart old Camilla. <laughs> right. Do any of those envelopes say Hansel or Gretel Wagner? We'll never know, will we? And who the heck are they? Hansel was the guy arrested for Delilah's murder. The cops say they caught him red-handed. Oh, him. He was just the vehicle. Fate was the real killer. Sure it was. But uh, we'd have a hard time getting a warrant for its arrest. I need a suspect that's a little more material. Well, don't expect help from me. Now, get out. I've got to get back to my charts. You sure don't sugarcoat it, do you? Fine. I'll see myself out. <gasps> what? Are you okay? I'm fine. You, however, don't look so good. What do you mean? I'm all right. That's what you think. My charts don't lie. You have less than 24 hours till disaster befalls you. What kind of disaster? Hmm, let's see. Nope, doesn't say. But... Mark my words, it will be terrible. You may not survive. What? What does that mean? I can say no more. Mostly because that's all I know. That's the nature of these fairy tale prophecies. They're always vague. All I can say is that the fates have been set in motion. It's time for you to leave. Wait, I found a green felt mat in Delilah's kitchen drawer. Have you seen that before? I can tell you no more. You must go. No, it had dice with it. Did Delilah gamble? Look, you're not listening. I can't say anything more. And you have to leave. Now, off with you. Okay, careful of that side table. And make sure you only turn the doorknob counterclockwise. And stay off my lawn! I stepped back onto the walkway, taking care to avoid the unwelcome mat. The old broad had given me a lot to think about. If the Wagners weren't being blackmailed, who else was? Had the six other dwarves known about the scheme? Maybe one of them set up Hansel to take the fall. I heard that Grumpy had a temper, and Dopey was smarter than he looked. And what about that charity? How could a building be somebody's doom? I'm not sure if Camilla knew more than she was telling or she was telling me, and I couldn't figure it out. Maybe if I went to the gingerbread halfway house, I'd get a better picture. One thing was sure, I didn't believe in all that fate malarkey Camilla talked about. If fate was in control, I'm pretty sure my ever after was supposed to end a lot more. Happily. I got off the trolley near the address on the flyer. In the roughest neighborhood in Fairy Tale City, the Grimoire. 
Actually, about eight blocks up from my office, so the walk home would be a cinch. As I came around the corner, I saw a line of down-and-outers waiting their turn to get a meal and a bed for the night. They shuffled towards what looked like an old warehouse with a couple of windows boarded up. I walked past them to the door. Sorry, lady. Back of the line. No butting in. Huh? Who said that? Down here. If I had a nickel for every time I said that. Oh, hello. I didn't see you down there. And if I had a penny for every time I heard that, I'd be a rich munchkin. Now get to the back of the line and wait your turn like everybody else. Hey, quit shoving. And watch where you put your hands. Sorry, that's as high as I can reach. I ain't here for the free meal. I'm a dick. You're telling me. I'm an investigator. And I have some questions. Who's in charge here? You? Nah, we just run the day-to-day operations. The real boss is Delilah Crow. You want to talk to her. I'd love to, but that might be difficult. Listen, can we talk somewhere? A little more private? It's about Delilah. All right, follow me. As we headed past the meal hall, I took a look around. The place looked even more run down on the inside. The ceiling sagged, and there were more cracks in the plaster than in Humpty Dumpty after the fall. This place needed a lot more than a lick of paint. The only bright thing was the yellow carpet that we followed to the office. Inside, I noticed another little guy sitting at a tiny desk. I'd ask you to sit down, but the furniture isn't your size. I'm Billy. This is our bookkeeper, Bart. Betsy Hardup. Just call me Betsy. Wish we'd met under more pleasant circumstances. What's that mean? I got some bad news for you. Delilah Crow was murdered yesterday. What? Murdered? No. No. Oh, no, the witch is dead. Witch, old witch, our favorite witch. Oh, no, our favorite witch is dead. Sorry, we have to do that. Who did it? Did they get the guy? Yeah. He got bailed out this morning, though. He's pleading self-defense. So you don't know anything about it. First we heard about it, although I can't say it's a complete surprise. Why is that? She have enemies? She was a witch. A lot of people in this town have it in for witches. But she was a good witch, right? She was good to us, that's for sure. She was raising money to build a whole new shelter. Oh no, Billy, what's gonna happen to us? Don't panic, Barty. We'll figure something out. What's the deal? Delilah was planning to build a new facility with beds, a kitchen, counseling rooms, the whole nine yards. She had the land picked out and the down payment saved. Delilah was going to take care of the downtrodden and we were going to run it with her. Looks like that's all down the tubes now. Land and a new building? That takes a lot of cabbage. Barty, you're the bookkeeper. Where did it come from? We're a charitable organization. Delilah convinced people to donate cash or goods and they'd claim it on their own taxes. All I knew was that when we needed money, she came up with it. In cash. She's supposed to come up with the down payment for the new property tomorrow. Now what am I going to do? Gee, that's tough. Any idea where she might have kept the dough? The bank, maybe. Ha! Banks don't trust witches. They wouldn't give her the time of day. Thought she was going to pull some hocus-pocus on their accounts or something. I always thought she kept it someplace safe in her house. I was there just today and didn't see anything like a safe. It might have been hidden, though. Well, if we don't get that cash by tomorrow at 3 p.m., the new building deal is going to fall apart faster than a straw house in a hurricane. Without Delilah to keep the green and the groceries coming in, we'll have to close this place down. Listen, I know a couple of people who spent more time in the gingerbread house than I did. 
Let me check with them. If they give me the straight skinny on the loot, I'll make sure it gets to you. Okay? Gee, thanks, Betsy. That'd be swell. Yeah, well, no promises, but I'll do what I can. I'll give you a bell when I know something. You're a peach, Betsy. Good luck. We better get back to work. I decided it was time for supper and some rest. It was too late now, but I was going to drop in on Wee Willy Winky Plaza first thing in the morning. I needed to meet with my clients and bring them up to speed on the latest developments. And I could ask Gretel if she'd seen a safe or something like it while she was cleaning up. I headed to my apartment with a smile on my face. I found Wee Willy Winky Plaza easily enough. The Wagner's building was a pretty fancy pile. A three-story walk-up with apartments on each floor. It even had one of those newfangled intercoms. According to the list of names on the door, they lived on the top floor. I rang the buzzer and picked up the handset. Hello? Who is it? Uh, hey there, uh, can you hear me? Uh, it's me, uh, Betsy. Betsy? What are you doing here? I wanted to drop by and give you the lowdown on the latest events. Is this a good time? Oh, yeah, of course. I did not expect anybody so early. Just give me a few moments to make myself presentable. Oh, right. Sure. Take your time. I'm sure that you'll look swell. <laughs> I was surprised at how excited I was to see Gretel again. It was just because I was eager to get her up to speed, I'm sure. After all, I had a lot of news for her. I wasn't sure if she had known about the charity or how Delilah had convinced people to donate. And I had some questions for Gretel, like, did she know that Delilah Crow had a sister? And had Gretel or her brother known about the gambling? And how did she get her hair so full and curly it looked really good on her? I started thinking about doing my hair the same style. Ah, good morning, Betsy! Ah, uh, hello, Gretel. What's shaking? Shaking? Ah, nine. Has mine shirt button come undone again? No, no, your shirt is... Fine. It's a figure of speech. I meant, how are you this morning? Good, good. And you? I'm good, too. Yeah. Also good. So you said you have a lowdown, yeah? Yeah, that's right. You're picking up on the lingo, I see. Lingo? Never mind. Can I come in? Yeah, of course. These stairs are this way. Had you never met Delilah Crow before? Is that the witch? Yes. Nein. Not until we went into her gingerbread house. So you don't know anything about her charity or, um, fundraising efforts? Charity? A charity run by a witch? I have never heard of such a thing. I found a flyer for something called the gingerbread halfway house when I was looking around the witch's place. Half a house? What good is that? Actually, it's a play on words. It's a kind of a shelter where addicts or homeless types can go for food and to catch 40 winks. I guess she named the charity after her house. This is our door. Come in. I stepped into a small but well-appointed apartment with a living room to my right and the kitchen ahead and to the left. Gretel led me to the sofa. As I sat down, I noticed the newspapers on the coffee table were covering some dirty dishes. I could see the kitchen table had some empty beer bottles on it and the sink was stacked with plates and cups. It was dirty, but organized. Like someone had cleaned up in a hurry with no time to get it tidy, just the illusion of tidy. 
Gretel sat beside me and leaned close, speaking almost in a whisper. Sorry about the mess. I couldn't help but notice how red her lips were. Hensel was so glad to get out of jail, he had a little, um, celebration last night. In in half And this morning, Hensel, oh Hensel, Detective Betsy is here now. Detective Betsy? Ah, what is she detecting? The color of your lipstick? Zum Schweigen bringen, bitte. Detective Betsy is right here. Auf Deutsche, bitte. Auf Deutsche. Detective Betsy, what brings you here on this fine morning? Just happened to be passing by, decided to drop in? Actually, I wanted to bring you up to speed on the latest developments of your case. You know, the one where you're charged with murder. And I have a few questions. Questions? For us? Yes, and they might get a bit personal. Personal? I am not surprised. I just leave you two alone, okay? I need another beer. You might want to stick around for this, Hansel. Besides, it's a little early to be on the sauce, isn't it? Nonsense. It's not early. I am a free man and have been celebrating all night. So, actually, it is quite late. That is how we do it back home. My Schwester can show you how. She's very experienced. Hensel! Oh, oops, was that too much? Sorry. Must keep the family secrets. Did you find anything to prove that Hensel acted in self-defense? Not yet. It looks like the witch was running a charity in town, helping the homeless, that kind of a thing. Something like that takes a fair bit of cash flow to keep running. Did you see the witch open a safe or anything where she kept money? Money? What? Nine! We saw nothing, nothing! I mean, we were distracted by the witch and all the goings-on, you see. If there was any money in the house, we did not see it. I see. Hansel? As my Schwester told you, we were much too busy to notice something like a safe, small grey lockbox. A small grey lockbox? Or a large black steamer trunk, or a pale blue billfold, or anything to keep money in. What does a witch need money with anyway? They can choose magic up whatever they need. There are laws about magic use in Fairy Tale City. If she'd been caught casting unauthorized spells, it might have put her charity at risk. She seemed to work mostly within the law. Uh, apart from trying to cook and eat me for dinner, you mean? Like I said, mostly within the law. It looks like she was using blackmail as a fundraising tactic. <gasps> blackmail? That's when someone uncovers a dark secret and threatens to reveal it unless you pay them. Yeah, yeah, I know what blackmail is. Ha! Vitches. They're all the same. Even the ones doing good are bad. I have no regrets. Hensel, why don't you go get that beer and I will chat with the detective, okay? Ah, so, yeah, I understand. I will leave you two alone. I apologize for my brother. You must understand, he has been under a lot of pressure. What with the murder charge, you see. Now that he is out of jail, we wanted to celebrate a little. He just got carried away. 
A couple more drinks and we might need to carry him right to bed. Listen, and I have to ask this. Do you have any dark secrets? Secrets? Me? Why do you ask that? Am I to be suspected? I need to know if the witch could have been blackmailing you. Ach, yeah. Yeah? She was blackmailing you. Nine. I mean, ach, yeah, I see what you mean. Betsy, you must believe me. The witch was not blackmailing me or my brother. Okay. It was making me crazy to think I'd have to suspect you, my own client. Betsy, you poor thing. We have all been very tense here. Come sit next to me and I will give you a back hub. No, that's okay. I'm fine. I'm loose as mother goose. Nonsense. Come here. She wouldn't take no for an answer, so I sat down next to her. Once she started working on my shoulders, I realized how uptight I'd been. Ugh, your neck is very tense. Oh, oh, that feels great. Your fingers are like magic. My fingers have had lots of practice. You have been working so hard, but I think you may have gotten yourself into all this witchery too much. Oh, oh, a little lower and on the right. What do you mean? She could be warping your mind. You have to be careful when you're taking on cases like this. You could put yourselves and others close to you in great danger, no? Remember, when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. I guess. Oh, there. That's the spot. I could sit here all day. But I really need to get back to work. There. All done for the moment. Thanks, Gretel. I feel a lot better. I guess I'll get going. Bitte schön. And anytime you need to ease your tension, just come on by. Any time. Of course. I like to think that our relationship is more than just professional. Thank you, Detective Betsy, for all you are doing for my brother and me. She leaned forward and gave me a kiss on the cheek. And then she wrapped her arms around me and hugged me, rubbing her hands up and down my back. My heart started to beat a mile a minute. Reluctantly, I opened the door. Take care, detective. Right, sure. Thanks, Gretel. I walked slowly down the stairs, feeling my cheeks burn. My head was swimming. All I could think about were those soft lips brushing my skin, and those blue eyes looking deep into mine, and those hands pressing into my body. And then... I slipped on the stairway. Whoop! Fortunately, that broke the spell. Otherwise, who knows how long I would have drifted around in La La Land. I caught myself and my breath and pushed open the building's door to the street. I stood on the sidewalk, letting my head clear. This was shaping up to be a heap of trouble. Although I had never read a book on being a private dick, I was pretty sure that falling for your client was no-no number one. How had I not known this about myself? Maybe it wasn't about Gretel being a dame. Maybe it was about Gretel being, well, Gretel. I had to admit I'd been having unprofessional thoughts about her for a while now. But did Gretel feel the same way about me? Was I reading too much into this? It had just been a peck on the cheek, and the hands on the back might have just been to reassure me. One thing was certain. It did wonders for my motivation to solve this case for her. I headed down the street, determined to find evidence to clear Hansel. I turned to look one more time at the apartment building. And that's when I noticed the marks on the wall. Somebody had chucked a name on the brickwork. A familiar name. 
my name, in fact. I walked over to take a closer look. I stood there, trying to figure out why my name would be on a brick wall. When I caught a movement out of the corner of my eye, a face had appeared and then vanished from around the side of the building. A face with a long red snout and whiskers. The fox! I turned to chase after him when suddenly... An anvil hit the sidewalk exactly where I'd just been standing. If I hadn't moved when I did, I would have been squashed like a witch under a house. I looked up to see where it had come from. None of the windows were open, so it must have come from the roof. As I was wondering how fast a fox could run, I heard sirens approaching. Someone must have called in about the crash. I turned to chase the fox and then turned back to look at the roof. Where to start? If it was someone in the building, they would have dashed back into their apartment by now, so my leads were getting thinner and thinner. I suddenly remembered the witch's warning. Was this the disaster she foretold? I sure hope so. I'd hate to think there was something worse ahead. Behind me, I heard the cop cars arrive. I turned to see a door open and the prince get out. This was serious. My ex-husband was on the scene. And so the episode ends, leaving us with so many questions. Now that Betsy is face-to-face with her ex, will the echoes of the romance complicate Betsy's life? Not to mention her case. And what about her newfound feelings for Gretel? Will Betsy need to choose between them? Who tried to drop an anvil on Betsy's head? Were Hansel and Gretel being blackmailed by Delilah Crow? And are all we really just characters reading lines someone else wrote for us? For the answers, tune into the conclusion of a witch hunt next time on Fairy Tale Mysteries. A Witch Hunt Part 2 was performed by Franny Warwick as Betsy Hardup, Tammy Tice as Gretel, James Husson as Hansel, Norma Rushton as Camilla Crow, Sophie Campbell as Munchkin Billy, Samantha Black as Munchkin Barty. Hello, I'm your announcer, Christopher Hall. A Witch Hunt Part 2 was written by Jake Hildebrand, Mike Balzer, and Hannah Christensen based on a concept by Alex Balzer. Directed by Mike Balzer. Music by Timothy Tucker. Vocals by Chelsea Rose. Costumes? Yes, we do have costumes and radio, and they are by Linda O'Donovan and Chris Roberts. Sound effects and foley by Chris Cutris. Fairy Tale Mysteries is produced by James T. Nelson. Fairy Tale Mysteries is a COVID fund project from the Fraser Valley Gilbert and Sullivan Society. All rights reserved. Thank you for listening to the Saturday Story Circle right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases from the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.